welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the morning service of Sunday the 24th of December 2017, entitled God With Us, Part 2. And the Bible reading is taken from John, Chapter 1, Verse 14. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis. We began to look last week, simply the thought of God with us. We find that back in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, one of the Christmas readings that, that we had, the prophet Isaiah spoke these words. He said, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel. And then in Matthew chapter 1, as that event is recorded, and remember that Isaiah was prophesying over 700 years before the events that took place in Bethlehem. And in Matthew chapter 1, as Matthew is recounting the story in the New Testament, he says in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23, Beginning in verse 22, now all this was done, all this was done, all this that was set into place for the birth of Christ to take place on this earth, all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, speaking here of exactly what we read in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, all this is coming to pass some 750 odd years later, he says, that it might be fulfilled what God spoke through his prophet back there. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall be, bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Then he goes on to say, which being interpreted is God with us. God with us. And of course, when we then look at our reading in John chapter 1 that we were looking at, there in John chapter 1, this is precisely the account of that son coming, Emmanuel, God with us. And we began there last week, and our focus was upon verse 14, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. God with us. He came to dwell among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the be only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. We find that as we looked there last week and we talked about the Word, the Word was made flesh. We saw there that this term Word, and that Word is, words are the way you communicate. The Word, uh, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. In the beginning, you see, this is the way that God communicated to you and I. In the beginning, God created in Genesis 1. In John 1, in the beginning was the Word. Both existed in the beginning. Both were involved in creation. This is one of the great passages of Scripture that show us that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are one. There is one God present in three persons, the Word the word that expresses the thought, that communicates the thought as God communicated to us. He did it through his son. We find that 
We mentioned this, this word that there in verse 2, it refers to the Lord himself. The, word, the same was in the beginning with God. In verse 3, all things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. Uh, he was there. Colossians 1, 16, 17, we looked at all things were created by him. Without him was not anything created that was created. God, the word, in the beginning. In him was, was, was life. Verse 4 says, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. All life proceeds from God. God created life in the very beginning. God sustains life now. Sin is what separates you from that life. If you're not, if you don't have that, that relationship with God, there is no death. That's why the wages of sin is death, because that, that sin separates you. But this word that came, the word that was in the beginning, the word that was God in him, was that life. And that was the light of men. We are in the darkness of sin. We cannot see. Without him, we will never see anything. The light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. The darkness can never overcome the light. Even the smallest light will shine in the midst of the darkest dark. And he says in verse 5, the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. It could not overcome it. It could not overtake it. The light of Jesus Christ, the world has tried to distinguish that light ever since it came into being, but they've never been able to. But the Word, the Word, the Word, God's communication to us, God's Son with us, the Word, he says, was made flesh. We've seen how that Jesus is the Word, and that Word existed in the very beginning, but there was a time. When Jesus, the Word that had always been for all time, became flesh. Isaiah said in nine in chapter nine, verse six, for unto you, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his head, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. How can you read John chapter 1 and not realize that Jesus Christ is God in the flesh? The Word was made flesh. How can you read the prophet Isaiah and he being called the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, speaking of Jesus Christ himself and not recognize that Jesus did come. He was in the flesh, but he was God in the flesh. He was God with us with you and I a child is born a son is given Micah chapter 5 verse 2 but thou Bethlehem Ephrata though thou be little among the thousands of Judah yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel whose goings forth have been from of old from everlasting. Jesus didn't begin in Bethlehem that's just when he became flesh to dwell amongst you and I. Paul, in writing to the church at Philippi, Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 to 8, says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and he became obedient unto death, even 
the death of the cross. Let this mind be in you. That includes a lot of things, but I want you to really focus upon something today. Let this mind be in you. The mind that was in God, this word, this is his thought to us. This is his communication to us. The word was made flesh. Jesus Christ was God in the flesh coming to dwell among us. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. He was willing to leave the portals of heaven to leave where sin could not taint and sin could not touch. He was willing to humble himself and come in the likeness of men into this earth, knowing that he was coming to humble himself, to die upon the cross in our place, the most humiliating death that he could die. Let this mind be in you. You see, it was the word that was made flesh. It was God's greatest love story ever to show his love to come and live for us the life that we couldn't live, to be humiliated that although he came that we wouldn't accept him, we wouldn't receive him. He was rejected. He was humiliated. But the word, the word was made flesh, he says, and dwelt among us. I remember reading the story. And it was of a great monarch somewhere in, in, in Persia, but he was known because of his desire to be a champion amongst his people, to, to truly care for his people, to, to be there amongst his people, to relate to their needs and their problems. He would oftentimes go and he would mingle among them in disguise where they didn't know who he was, but he was just there. I was told that on one occasion he went to a poor citizen that was in one of the public baths that they used. And there in this tiny cellar, he sat down beside this man who was the one that was actually tending the furnace that kept the waters warm. And he talked to this lonely fellow that was sitting there all on his own. At mealtime, he began to eat his plain coarse bread that he had for, for a meal. And in the weeks that followed, he just kept going back and visiting this man just spending time with him, just being there with him. And one day, after many days that he spent with him, one day he revealed himself to this poor fellow. He let him know that he was, in fact, his monarch that was there in disguise, and he told him that he would grant him any requests that he wanted, and he was expecting to hear a request of some great expensive gift, but he was surprised at the look that he saw upon this poor man's face as he looked at him in awe and astonishment. He couldn't believe his ears. And finally, he said to him, you left your palace to come and sit with me in this dark place that I sit at. You came when you had all of the, the feasts that you could want, and yet you came and ate with me my my coarse bread that was so, so simple. You cared whether my heart was glad. You cared whether I was happy or sad. He says, you might give your rich presence to others, but to me, you gave yourself. He says, that's the most important of all. Just never withdraw that priceless friendship that you've given to me. You see, we need to grasp this Christmas.
Christmas is about God with us. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. I hope that today that he dwells in your heart. You see, when Jesus came to earth, he was doing, in a much greater sense, that which that monarch was doing with that poor guy. He came amongst us. He came amongst the poor. He came amongst those that, that were in great need. You see, he came amongst the sin that he had left, and yet he was completely sinless. He came amongst all the sickness, and yet he was the great healer of sickness. He came among all of the frustrations that people face day by day by day, and yet he could bring that peace that, that passes all understanding amongst that. He came among the difficulties, just like you face day by day in your life, and yet he was the great overcomer that could overcome any difficulty. He came amongst all of the unfairness of mankind and we see around us and we say, is this fair and is that fair? And yet he, the most just that ever walked on the earth. You see, he came amongst us. He came amongst everything, everything that you've had to face, everything that you are facing right now. He came. And he overcame it all. And he came to dwell with us, to dwell in your heart, that you too can be the great overcomer of this world and everything. I know that it's unfair. I know that it's a place of, of man's horrid sinfulness and all the evil that comes with it. But grasp this Christmas. Remember, you don't have to be amongst it alone. Because Jesus is about God with us, and he came to be in your heart to bring you that peace that this world can never give you. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father. You see, John was there. He was an eyewitness. He saw the, the glory of Christ's sinless life. He saw the glory of the miracles as he performed them. He saw him when he was there and he fed the 5,000 that no man could do. He was there when he healed the man that was born blind, when he healed the, the, the lame, when he turned the water into wine. He was there at the raising of Lazarus from the dead. He firsthand saw the glory of God. He could say, I saw the glory of this sinless life. And others be unreasonable. Jesus was always reasonable, but you see, Jesus was God's, God, the creator, it was his communication to you. When others would get frustrated, have, have you ever got frustrated at anything and maybe didn't say the sweetest words that could come out of your mouth? <laughs> have you ever lost your temper? maybe with somebody that you love dearly and you wouldn't want to do anything in the world to hurt them, and yet it just happens. Let us be reminded because many times, many times especially if we get caught up in all of the, the pressures and the things that go with what we have created Christmas into, but sometimes those pressures can make us, this mighty that's not really enjoying what Christmas is really all about. You see, we lose our tempers, but Jesus never lost his. 
Let him be that peace within you. When others try to seek their own glory because they want to look good or be appreciated or get that pat on the back, he only sought to glorify his father. He never sought to glorify himself. When the world around him lied and stole and cheated, Jesus was above reproach. John could say, I saw the glory of his death. Isaiah chapter 53, verses 6 to 9 says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him, the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, the Lord, Jehovah God, the one that sent his son, the one that was his son in the flesh, hath laid upon him, Jesus Christ, the word that became flesh, the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before his shears is dumb. So he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. He made his grave with the wicked with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. You see, the prophet was seeing this. This is a messianic prophecy. He was seeing exactly what Jesus would face over 700 years later. Of course, all the glory of the Lord, for God to show us that glory. No man has seen God at any time. We see that glory through Jesus Christ, the only begotten of the Father. He was the one full of grace and truth. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, and that glory that we behold in Jesus Christ was full of grace and truth. How many times have we talked about grace, that unmerited favor, so many times? We want to give people what they deserve. And we focus upon they don't deserve this of me or they don't deserve that of me. So many times, even at this Christmas, families many times are divided and friends aren't speaking because the other one has done something to hurt this one and they don't deserve that anymore. Jesus Christ came amongst us. And if he's in your heart today, he was full of grace and truth. He was full of that Unmerited favor, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, 4, by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Only that grace that came in Jesus, only by his grace do we have life today. You'll never deserve it. I'll never deserve it. Nobody ever deserves it. But he was full of grace and truth. Jesus is the one that said himself in John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Don't think that you can do it today. God has communicated to you through his son, Jesus, that came to dwell among us to come to dwell with us, to dwell with you in your heart, not just 2,000 years ago when he walked in the flesh, but he came 
to dwell in you, to be a part of your life today. But you're the only one. You're the only one that can let him in. And yes, you better believe that the great destroyer wants to destroy you. He wants to keep you from that. He doesn't want you, first of all, to ever have him in your heart. And he certainly doesn't want him to show through your heart. You see, this Christmas, for God to be amongst this world today, Jesus isn't coming in the manger again. He's not coming to Bethlehem again. He's come to this world today through you. He lives in you. He dwells in you. You are now the light of this world. He came to be that light, but now that light will shine through you. My encouragement to you this Christmas is let God be amongst us and let him be amongst us. Let him be with us through you, through your life, in the way that you act, in the way that you speak, in the way that you live your life. Is God with you today? Are you doing it alone? Are you fighting it yourself? You see, everything that he says is true. I would never, ever tell you an untruth, tell you a lie, tell you a falsehood intentionally. But the fact is there's only one word that you can count in 100%. That's God's word. He is truth. Everything that he says, everything that he does, everything that he stands for, it's all truth. We find that it's full of grace. He's the only one that satisfied that need that truth has in order to be just, in order to be punished. Only he can do that. He was full of grace and truth. Psalm 8510 says, mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. That's what Jesus did for you. Christmas is about God with us. You see, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory full of grace and truth. I hope that you've beheld that glory today. I hope that you know that He's in your heart. If not, today, will you ask me, will you give me one sane reason why that you should leave those doors and go out those doors today not knowing that Jesus didn't just come to be on this earth and do what he did on this earth, but he came to be in your heart, to dwell with you, to tabernacle in you. Do you know that today? Do you know that with absolute certainty? If you don't, please, please make that decision today. Know it today in your heart. And Christians, has Christmas been getting you down? <laughs> Have you been crumbling under the pressure? Have you been uh, snapping at those that you ought to be hugging and giving a big kiss on the cheek and telling them how much you love them? Have you been folding under the pressure? Maybe. Maybe life doesn't seem to be treating you too well right now. Maybe it's financial problems. Maybe it's health problems. All of those difficulties that are real things in this life. May I encourage you to remember, you're not alone. Jesus came to this earth that God might be with you through him. He will still be with you today, but he needs to be in your life. He is the only access to the Father. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Father, I thank you today that, Lord, the Christmas story is one that is true 
year-round, not just in the month of December. And Lord, it's a story that took place to be in our lives year-round, not just at this one day of the year. Lord, I pray today, help us. Help us to be reminded of just what Jesus Christ did for us. Christmas is about God with us. He came to be with us over 2,000 years ago so that he could die on the cross, so he could pay for our sins, so he could prove that by raising victorious over death that could not separate us from the Father through him. But he came to be with us to do that, to die on the cross, to rise the third day so that he could be with us today. Be in our hearts today. Be real to us today, not just some far-off religion, something that we know about. Lord, let the love of Christ truly be the love of Christmas. Let it be that which dwells in each and every one of us. And Lord, you know, every heart here today, I cannot do anything that they're not willing to do themselves. I pray that you would speak in the hearts as only you can. And Father, for anyone here today that's lost without Jesus, help them right now to forget everything else. Help them to kneel and to humbly ask Jesus Christ into their lives, to seek forgiveness that can only come through him. Father, for every Christian here today, maybe they do know that you're there, but Lord, they've been letting things separate them from you. They haven't known that nearness, that peace. They haven't known that which comes from from being near to you. They've allowed their life to, to drift, and today, maybe they need to humbly pray, seek, and ask you, Lord, to be near to them once again, that you might be real in their lives. Father, you do the work that only you can do and do it for your glory. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Amen.